Welcome to Casting Views, the podcast that takes a topic each week and, as the name suggests, cast views. This week, I want to say this episode or the subject is ahead of its time, but I don't know if it's ahead of its time, behind its time, in whatever time it is, Um, because it's all about time travel. And with me, I've got Leo Allen to discuss this. And it's your fault we're discussing this. Actually, your fault sounds quite accusatory. When I last had you on, you said you mentioned time travel and you said don't get me started on that because that's something else I want to speak about so I thought all right I wrote time travel on the board and here you are so firstly how are you and why time travel well I'm doing great and this episode like all time is happening exactly when it was meant to be there you go go. now it's good to have you back how are you doing I'm doing great I'm glad to be back I've just been you know, busy with life in general, like most people, um, you know, running around working, stuff like that, <laughs> things in general. Bouncing, uh, seems like I've been on one podcast after another. I've had this goal while this hiatus has been going on with voluntary input is to be on every podcast that I know. No, I'm joking. That was never a goal, but. <laughs> no, but it's good. It is really good to hear your voice because at time of recording, you're on the Fuck My Work Life podcast. And I think by the time this goes out, I, I don't even think it's a secret, but you said you're, you're going to be on Talking Smack. So, yeah, if you do listen out, you will hear Leo Allen all over the pod world still. All over in the ether, as it were. I exist across time. <laughs> time, space, yeah. And I was saying to you beforehand, I think already this, well, this has hurt my brain looking at some of the things because I started to go down the rabbit hole of, time travel and some of the the theories around it but what what is it about time travel that made you want to discuss this well now you're going to make me think and i didn't think we were thinking tonight um we were talking about what were we talking about on the last episode it was medical medical advances medical advances and and no and i think it came in our introduction i think we just something about time travel came up (laughs) If only we could time travel back to that. <laughs> well, you know who can? The people Dude. listening to this episode. You can go back and find the episode in which we were talking about medical devices and then come back and tell us what it was we were saying. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I mean, well, on my part, I've always, I think I've always had a fascination around it. And I was trying to look at because it's going to be obvious, but I was trying to look at what a definition of it was. And I I finally came across, once you get rid of all the overly technical ones, once you get the ones over past the ones that I don't understand what they're telling me, I fell on one that I actually really like. And if we're going to define it, it's an object time travels if and only if the difference between its departure and arrival times as measured in the surrounding world does not equal the duration of the journey undergone by the object. Mm. kind of like that it's quite simple or you get in a time machine and you could go back to see the dinosaurs or go forward to to see what what happens in a thousand years time right yeah sure if you believe in that sort of thing what is your views then okay a little context is always helpful here now years ago right when my podcast was first starting 
And the the first, I think it was the first podcast I ever guested on. It was one called What's Your Theory On? I believe that's the name of the podcast. Please forgive me to the creator and host of that podcast because it's been a few years now. And this is exactly what we talked about. We talked about time travel. And even then I was explaining to him what I'm going to explain tonight, my theories on time travel. Now, over the years, as we all know, time travel has been romanticized in so many movies. One of my favorites is uh, uh, Time After Time. Do you remember this movie with Mary Steenburgen? I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, it was basically a movie about chasing Jack the Ripper into the, f- into the future. Right. And everything that went wrong along the way and then trying to get back yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then, of course, you have lots of sci-fi movies deal with time travel, even the late... the the, the Flash movie deals yes. a lot with time travel because the Flash in and of itself as a storyline deals with time travel. But, and that's all great. I'm not saying I don't find that stuff in, interesting, fascinating, and fun to watch. But for all practical purposes, time travel in and of itself, in my opinion, just simply isn't possible except for one thing. And it's important to remember that time is relative to the individual. Time is relative even to objects. It's relative to you. What, how time passes for you, your view of the passage of time is actually technically different than mine and everyone else's. So in my opinion, the only two true time travel is you can travel in time to the future. Now, does this mean you get in some machine and fly to the future? Absolutely not. It's something as simple as, and even possibly as scary as, being unconscious for a long period of time. So, for example, there have been people in comas who have experienced this. If you're unconscious, you have lost all connections with time. When you reawaken, Time has passed, but since time is relative to you and your perception of passing events, you've missed a lot. So technically, you've traveled into the future. Yeah, exactly. And, and as you said, it's kind of like a couple of the examples I've found is, is they are saying, I mean, we are constantly moving forwards in time, which I know it, it sounds like to some people think that's like a, a cheap explanation of it. But as you said, it's about the relativity of it to yourself or to the specific object, right? And, and right. like I said, if you don't remember or if you've been out for a bit of time, you're going to remember mm-hmm. point A and you're going to wake up in point C without knowing what's happened in, in between, right? Exactly. So theoretically, and actually in all, for all practical purposes, you have traveled into the future. Could you imagine if, let's say, sometime around the year 2000, may, let's, no, let's take 1998, for some reason something happened to you or there was some sort of uh, technological advancement that could put you in a deep, you know, unconscious state. And you say, Hey, don't wake me up until 2023. Now, if you remember 1998, what kind of, did we have cell phones like we have now? No, nowhere near. I think the iPhone was pretty much in the 2010s, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was 2006. Oh, is it so 2006? Imagine 
if you were awakened now, just look at all that time that has passed, your mind would be completely blown because you wouldn't have known Facebook, Twitter, the cell phones, the new 4K televisions, all of this stuff. You wouldn't even know anything about this podcasting stuff. But here it all is, and it's almost second nature to everyone. And everyone's like, yeah, that happened back in, back in, blah, 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 year. And you're like, well, I wasn't here for that. Why? Uh, because you skidded through time and ended up here. Yeah, and, and if you think about it, pretty much every decade or every kind of generation has got those multiple advances within it. Even if you ignore technology, even politically, and you, you know, oh, yeah. on the on the on the news front, uh, yeah, I mean, we won't go into it, but yeah, and any kind of aspect, it, yeah, from political through to, to kind of music, most specifically, I think with tech, there's always there's always jumps or changes that are going to probably disorientate you. I guess uh, for some people, though, it's still the fanciful idea of the sort of whizzing around through wormholes, etc., isn't it? <laughs> right, right. And it, and it is, it's a fascinating stuff. It's entertaining, but for me, it stops at that. It's entertaining and that's about it. Now people would say, well, you're being really closed minded about, you know, you can't talk about, you can't speak to what would it be like in the future? Well, to that, I say, well, if it's hap if, <laughs> if it's happening, quote unquote, in the future, wouldn't we know by now? We would know by now, right? If people were traveling back in time. Well, no, they're bound by the rules of not disrupting any events. Okay, come on. We all know people. There's always going to be say, that when jackass. People, <laughs> when have people ever lived by the rules, right? Right, yeah. right. Because yeah, that's the society we're in. And, well, and it's really funny. Well, I was going to say, it's really funny you say that because I did find a couple of things from Stephen Hawking. Now, I think most people can say that he's a fairly respected voice now but i will remind you and others that he had he also and you don't hear much about them and i don't understand why other than the fact that people just want to call him a genius which he deserves the tag and considering his challenges he overcame but he had some staunch critics who actually proved a lot of the stuff he said was just flat out wrong. And he got in arguments with them. And that's, you know, that's really how it should be anyway, you know, and especially in yeah. academia, these very intelligent people, they should, um, you know, they should bounce ideas off of each other. They should be yeah. challenged. Right, exactly. So go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, but he had a couple of things. And he said, um, the best evidence we have that time travel is not possible and never will be is that we have not been invaded by hordes of tourists from the future, which is kind of what you were saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and also, it would, it, that's exactly what it would be. Because look at everything. I mean, we're commercializing. Well, we're on on track to commercialize space travel. So, you know, if there was time travel, it would be commercialized. <laughs> I love how far he went to also disprove time travel, as in time travel in the, the fantasy uh, or, or the, the sci-fi element of it. I found an article saying that he was so skeptical about time traveling into the past, not because he had disproved it, but because he was bothered by the logical paradoxes it created. Mm -hmm. So to do so, in 2009, he came up with a test or, or an amusing way to test this conjecture 
Hawking held a champagne party, but he only advertised it after it had happened. His reasoning was that if time machines become practical, someone in the future might read about the party and travel back <laughs> to attend it, but no one did. And he sat through the whole evening on his own. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I'm actually on par with him on this. And if you want, I could go into and go ahead and talk about past time travel and why I agree with him that it's just flat out impossible. It's a bit more detailed than the future stuff. Yeah, let's do the past because there's a lot of fun around this, isn't there? Or, or sorry, you can have a lot of fun discussion about it. So yeah, do you want to open up? Okay, so here's Leo's big head thought on time travel to the past and why it's flat out impossible. So when people say, usually people say, well, if, if I had a time machine, I'd travel back in time and kill Hitler before he did all the things. You know, it's always something like that. But the problem there is people look at these, look at time in just chunks of events, especially if they're large events, such as World War II. They look at that chunk. Well, if I could go before that chunk of time, I could stop it before it happened. The reason why that's illogical, and the reason why I say it's impossible, is because in order for you to be able to ha uh, travel back in time to any given period, that means that every detail, every microsecond of every moment is in constant existence somewhere in order for you to reach back to it. And that's not just the event of Hitler being born. It's the microsecond of someone blinking. That would have to be reoccurring somewhere over and over again. And where is this? Is there some sort of time vault where all instances and moments in time are kept so that just waiting for someone to come back and travel to them because long story short when something happens it's over when you take a breath when you breathe in and breathe out it's over it's not existing somewhere for you to go back i want to go back and reclaim that breath you can't there's no way to do it and that's probably what hawking wrestled with himself and he's much smarter than me he's probably like well that doesn't make sense because you have to be able to get to these points in time to get to something it has to be somewhere and the hitler paradox because there is a paradox i i did find a se section there's about four or five paradoxes there is the kill hitler paradox the interesting right. thing about that is by going back in time you would have changed history already just by going back like you said to that moment Exactly. So if you are killing a baby Hitler, that person hasn't done anything yet. So by you being there, could you have changed the course of history already enough for that event to potentially not happen? So are you committing murder? Do you, do you see what I'm trying to get to? Maybe the moment you show up and before you do anything, inevitably, you're going to have a conversation with someone someone that no one really even knows, even that conversation is going to change history because you're going to change what that person would have been doing had you not been there. Exactly, exactly. You've changed everything. And that's oh, just, and just you suddenly appearing from the middle of nowhere in 19-whatever well, it is. Well, theoretically, you do that pretty incognito. You'd have a, you'd have a pretty well-developed machine that was created by Elon Musk so that when you got there, no one knew you were there. <laughs> <laughs> the Hitler paradox itself is always... And this is what I find... And okay, we're talking about films and time travel films, but they say 
you can't because if you went back and killed Hitler or any bad person, the act of doing that means that they never existed to commit those crimes, which meant you couldn't have gone back in time or you'd have no motivation to go back in time. Therefore, you can't have gone back in time. And you would have never done it in the... Exactly. But... I always find, though, isn't, and obviously people at home can't see this, but I'm like holding a pen out. So is, isn't it like time is, is linear? So if I've come out of point B and gone back to point A, I can then just jump back to point B. That's what people think. And you, you, you just simply can't. <laughs> but I think really at the basic core of what I'm saying is that once something happens, it's over. There is no going back to it. Yeah. Otherwise, that something is somewhere in existence in infinity. That would mean that all things are somewhere existing in infinity. Every microsecond of every moment exists in infinity and is just simply repeating. It would have to just be repeating over and over and over again for you to get back to it. And now you encompass all of known time. Well, actually, you would just have to encompass all time of the universe. So all time in the universe, it's somewhere just repeating, waiting for someone to invent a machine to go back to, hey, I'm going to go back to when an asteroid, the first asteroid, well, you can't say the first because that's very impossible. I'm going to go back to when the Earth finally cooled to the point where it's going to start being able to inhabit life. So that's existing somewhere in infinity so you can go back to that point in time and see when you look at it that way it just makes no logical sense whatsoever so i guess the only thing is we are on repeating loops in parallel dimensions because if you were to go back you probably already then caused the fracture but don't they say also though if you are going back or faster than light you can in theory go back to the big bang so can we not are we not going back? Well, that's I, I probably a, that, said that, that completely wrong. I was going to say that was that's a thing that fascinates me. What does speed have to do with time? Now, Einstein theorized that you know the, that's part of the equation of relativity, but I don't think he was trying to even. I, I feel like because people love to talk about Einstein when it comes to time travel, I don't think that was something he was trying to prove. I think he was just saying this is how matter exists. And the theory of relativity, this is how all matter is relative to one another. It's not whether or not you can take that theory and time travel with it. He was just saying, hey, this is this is how things exist and coexist. And I think even his theory of relativity doesn't suggest time travel. I think but many people have extrapolated that it does. But I don't think that was his point at all. <laughs> well, I think it states what you said about that time is is relative to the person moving through it. I think it's relative to the observers. Right. It's then how people want to build on it. I think all he said is like there's, there is like a curvature or there is a line. So people are then saying, yeah, so you can have wormholes to get through one bit to another. But then if you start doing that, you might as well just totally reinvent the the theory because I think <laughs> it's saying it's described, that's it, it describes gravity as a curvature of space-time and also allows for the theoretical possibility of time travel through the use of strong gravitational fields or closed time-like curves but 
that last bit feels like it's a real that's an extrapolation uh, oh yeah <laughs> he was not that's, <laughs> that's what i'm talking about people took what he was saying and then they just said oh yeah so what you're saying is we could use this to travel through time i don't think that's at all what he was talking about and also like you said does this mean that moments in time are forever happening you also have to it's not just about time it's also about space so that specific i want to go back and do this well how do you know where you're going to end up do i only end up where where i am now so if i decide right here am i going to be sitting wherever my desk and microphone is 50 years ago you would have to have been this even this conversation would have to exist somewhere in perpetuity for future oh, day to go I'm going well, to come sorry, back. I, I meant more. I meant more about the people that say like they're going to go back to kill Hitler. Say um, right, 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 to, right. If you were nowhere near that part of Germany, how do you know you're ever going to end up there? <laughs> then again, you would have to have. I mean, it, let's look at films like Back to the Future, which I love. The first one is an yeah. absolute classic movie. Yeah, but even that, if you look at. And, and, you know, it's a, it's really a comedy anyway, but it's a DeLorean and it's a piece of machinery with digital controls that are saying, hey, just put this date in and I'll put you there. So what what kind now you think about that, what kind of technology must you have behind that? And how many years of development would that actually take? So that you can precisely put in. And you got to remember, he only did date and time. And it wasn't really precise time. What I'm saying is you would have to be way more precise than seconds, minutes, and hours, minutes, and seconds. You got to get down to the millisecond. Otherwise, you might miss your mark, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get get what you're saying. But yeah, how could you be? How could you be? I mean, this, this is the thing, the tech that that would involve, right? I mean, for me, it kind of lost the plot when he, they did it by the train, right, at the end of the third one. But no, I love Back to the Future. And 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 you see, the thing is for me, that's, yeah, that's what I love. I, I like films when time travel is just the vehicle for having the adventure rather than taking it itself too seriously. Right. And, and I mean, the thing is, there, there are just hundreds of time travel films, right? But even the ones you love, I don't know about you, but every I, I do this myself and everyone I know, you do the same thing. You're sitting there watching it and you're loving it and you're you're being entertained, but you reach the point where you go, well, there's no way because if he did that, this would happen and that would break this and then everything would be screwed up. Yeah. And most of yeah. these movies will say that, oh, well, this actually would screw up everything like even in Back to the Future, if his mom didn't meet his dad, he started fading away out of the picture. And then slowly but surely, remember he was playing the guitar, he started getting weak and he was slowly fading into non-existence. But like you said just a bit ago, even then, he, would, he wouldn't have come back anyway because they had already met and he would have not had the motivation to go back Although he had a motivating factor to go back, but but that's what I'm saying. That's why this is also paradoxical and actually illogical because you can't just go back and fix something that has already happened. Yes. (laughs) 
and sorry, I should have put a disclaimer out, or if I didn't already, I will put this. Will make this episode is going to make you think and probably ache your brain ache. Because the thing about the Back to the Future one that always gets me is he comes back and his present has all changed, but that's a present that's occurred technically without him, or it's changed around him, so he's not going to have any of those shared memories, but he should have because he's changed. He was the only one that realized everything changed. Yeah, but he he should in theory have the memories of that, but he didn't because he was obviously surprised when he got back. But do you see what I'm trying to say? If, if he's I see what you're saying self, yeah. and what the movie said, but that's the yeah. flaw. He wouldn't yeah. have been there in the first place because if that, if that pres- quote unquote present time has changed, he would not exist. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so where was he? Where, where was he during the events leading up to the quote unquote new present? Where was he so that he could show up in the new present? Yes, yeah, so he was coming back, wasn't he, at that time? But he wouldn't have existed. And on his way back during in the time machine, he would have vanished. Because if the yes, yeah, yeah, quote-unquote yeah, yeah, normal timeline had changed, he wouldn't have been born. He wouldn't have existed. He would have just been gone. So, So even on that line of thought, are you saying that just because you're in the time machine, you're protected from the now changed events? Is there a force field around the time machine that that prevents you from being affected by a timeline that has changed, a timeline that changed so much that technically you don't exist anymore? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll probably come onto it after. It's funny, for something that doesn't actually exist, there sure is... Or sorry, should I say allegedly doesn't exist? Um, but for something allegedly. that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, that's right, right. Legally, you have to say allegedly. Yeah. For something <laughs> that allegedly doesn't exist, there sure are a lot of rules put in place about what we should and shouldn't do as time travellers, which which I think is brilliant in it, in itself. But yeah, that film breaks apparently rule number one in that you can't go back past your own timeline. Right. There's a and theory, again, isn't it? Yeah, you should only mm-hmm. be able to time travel in your lifetime. Which takes us back to the Hitler paradox, right? People yeah. say, oh, I would go back. And, no, you can't, because you can't go back before you existed. <laughs> Which is really interesting, isn't it? So then time travel can't exist in a sense of, or it's extremely limited because it's a rolling scale of what you can or can't do. And who makes these rules? Except the people... <laughs> Who are talking about time. Well, that's what I love. I love the fact that there are these rules. It's like, just on that, somebody's put, because there are all these paradoxes, which I mentioned after, somebody, it's, oh, I didn't get the name, but it's called the Novikov Self-Consistency Principle, which asserts that if an event exists that would cause a paradox or any change to the past whatsoever, then the probability of that event is zero. It would thus be impossible to create time paradoxes so it's like someone's put that in place to say how to prevent paradoxes but we don't have paradoxes so why have we got rules in place it's almost like maybe we're putting (laughs) instructions down for our future selves yeah just in case just in case and 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 again and i know we keep harping on the past but that's this this is the one um facet of time travel that people tend to focus on 
I, I feel like people love to talk more about traveling to the past than they do to the future. Now, some people will say, oh, I'd love to travel to the future and see what new things there are, how far we progressed and blah, blah, blah. And that would be great. Even Walt Disney thought that himself, allegedly. Allegedly, his head is somewhere frozen in a cryogenic state. Uh, and if the science catches up, they can thaw him out and he regains consciousness and he can see what's going on. And, you know, we all would love to think that I would love that. I would love if that was true. I'd love to be frozen and, you know, uh, thaw me out in 200 years because I would love to see where we are at that point. But that gets into a lot of other things, you know. Would I actually have consciousness, you know, because oh, our are our consciousness bound by our bodies because that's another thing we have to think about so just because you bring the body back to life that does does that mean that the me that is me is still in that body and 200 years later in a totally yeah. different environment like we said yeah. the, the political landscape the technical landscape that's going to affect you right and the shock of waking up 200 years later when no one else you know is around you I, mean, I, can, I can get over that pretty quick no, i'm just <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's it's, a, it's an interesting thought but um but what i was saying is people are more it seems that people are more fascinated about you know fascinated over traveling traveling to the past and they always say well if i could go back i would change this this and this and make things better but there are other repercussions too like even when we talked about things like with hitler if you if you change that if you eliminate him like you said you eliminate the motivation of a lot of things and if you think about you eliminate some innovative inventions and because the sad part is and I've had this conversation with my youngest son because we love to watch this show called The History of the Abandoned. And in that show, they talk about structures and things that are just abandoned around the world. And they, and they explain, well, why was, what was this for and why was it abandoned? And sadly enough, a lot of mankind's greatest achievements happen during wartime. Some of mankind's greatest achievements are creating things that kills himself. So a lot of innovation came out of World War II. A lot of innovation came out of how do we stop the Nazis? We got to do this. We got to, they're doing X. We got to do Y. If you go back and eliminate that, as sad as it sounds, aren't you actually eliminating some innovation? If you eliminate those points of innovation, you're also affecting future innovation. Because if there was no motivation or reason to create the things then that were built on over time. Now they are either handicapped or don't exist. And so how does that impact where we are now? So for example, radar technology, which led to GPS technology, which led to so many other things. If we had no reason to develop that stuff, where would we be now without it? So people say, yeah, I would go back and stop him. Yes, what he did was atrocious. I'm not saying, I'm not discounting in and any of that. Yeah, it would be great to say we could have stopped all that. But the sad truth is, if you did stop him, there's a bunch of adverse repercussions that you wouldn't expect that would ripple through time. Yeah, and isn't the argument also that you're just potentially shifting that kind of event 
just later on in time because like we said is something that's come from that that we've learned like the real horror of like a true world war yeah and sort of how the relations between some countries that came out of that so if you remove that from that particular point of time are you just maybe shifting that to maybe a more modern time that's going to happen at some point down the line it just didn't happen then or have you gone back you've done that it's caused a load of people to be angry at the at the, the horror event there and someone does something at some point so you're just shifting the the culprit of that event to maybe someone else like stalin you know you ignore hitler yeah. you still got stalin yeah yeah <laughs> or mussolini mussolini he only he only gave in to hitler because he had to <laughs> so. yeah so so maybe you're just moving it to another point in time or to another perspective another person it's interesting what you said yeah whenever you say time travel people always do want the past and i think it's just it's it's got to be an element of nostalgia and yeah. hindsight right isn't it probably yeah, a bit of both i think that's it we can always it's so easy to change what we've done rather than look to what we can be in the future i guess isn't it like i said at the beginning people love to romanticize this stuff and it's fun to do so but i think yeah like you said it's a lot of man if i could go back and do this differently i would i mean come on we all do it we all look back and like even our high school years we'd say oh man it was it whether you had a great time or a bad time there's something about that time you can say Oh, if I could go back and do it all over again, I would blank. Everyone does that. And I think that's where that fascination comes from. Because, you know, as humans, naturally, we we sometimes regret or we miss moments in time. You know, people love to ask, I've seen this on social media, if you could go back to any year of your life, your favorite year of your life, which one would it be? And everyone chimes in. And so I think it ties into that too. Man, if, if we could just go back, just go back. But, you know, I've learned over the years, you got to learn to live in the present. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's just uh, an unhappiness at something that's happening in your present, right? Maybe not an unhappiness. It's just, like you said, it's just being nostalgic. Well, that's it. No, but what I mean is like a hankering back to something. So like people unhappy with, work so they'll say oh man do you remember i didn't appreciate school at the time but you know if i could yeah. go back there now or if i had that life now um perfect and, example and... you know i'm sorry to interrupt you perfect example before we started recording i was telling you about my teenagers and uh just today um i have a 17 year old he's shopping for a car and he's talking to me about um i don't know how it is there where you are but here in the states uh, each state is a little different, but here in Ohio, where I live, you have, when you buy a car, okay, there's taxes on the, the purchase of the car. Then you have to register the vehicle with the state. There's taxes on that registration. Every year, you have to renew that registration, and there's taxes on that renewal. You also have to get your driver's license, which can expire every four or eight years. And each time you renew them, there's taxes on that renewal. And he said to me, man, that, that, that's a lot just to own a car. And I said to him and my wife and I, we always remind all of our kids, yeah, 
live it up while you're young, <laughs> because as you get older and you start realizing this stuff and how much money you have to put out just to maintain just this lifestyle, it can be a bit. <laughs> so hey, yeah. I think when we look sure. back on, man, if I knew how, how, you know, how good I had it back then, I think that's where a lot of this comes from too, is that, yeah, I, I, I really didn't take advantage of that time. And we try to encourage our, our children to take advantage of this time because we're not mean parents. You know, I know kids who have been kicked out of the house and then they, they're forced to, to survive. So I say, you know, yeah, you realize how much this takes just to live. So look back on this and you think, yeah, I, I had it great when I was a kid. And what is that old saying? Youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so we talk about time travel and nostalgia of looking back. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of it comes from. In our hearts, we're like, oh, man, I realize it now. If I could only go back and do it all differently. <laughs> and I think there is a bit of not when I say regret, I don't necessarily mean that there's something really bad. But, you know, there's that classic also scenario, isn't it, where people say, if you could go back and talk to a 16 year old you, what would you tell yourself? Oh, you know, And yeah, that's the same yeah. thing, right? Exactly. Is where we're talking about yeah. time traveling back to change our present, right? That's we're, we're trying to be the Marty McFly or to do what Marty McFly did in the right. first back to the future. Right. And everyone would say best in Google and stuff like that. And even to that one, I say, even though I've like a lot of people, I'm sure could say, even though I know I've made some horrific mis mistakes along the years, Actually, I wouldn't change it if I could, because you wouldn't be the person you are today if you did go back and change that stuff. And, and this is absolutely, this is exactly what I was going to say. So everyone would say, oh, yeah, I would go back and do this or I would go back and do that. But would I be here now talking to you? Would we be having this conversation? Probably, probably not. not. No, because, and everyone can track back probably at least two or three. Um, there's probably going to be more, but big decision points in your life. Like there was one where at some point I'd, I'd come out of university. I was just getting temp in roles for work. I was at a company and they said, oh no, at Christmas, we're going to get rid of all the temporary workers. So I was looking at potentially getting an open ticket to go to Italy because my family is from Italy. And so I thought maybe go over there six months to find work. But the mm -hmm. company I was at then offered me a role and I stayed. And and that's that. Now, I sometimes I used to think, what if I went? But then I wouldn't have met my girlfriend, who's now my wife. You know, we wouldn't have gone to some of these places. Well, because of her, we've gone to some of these places we visited. And then, you know, she was a big advocate of getting me to do the podcast, etc. So, yeah, you can easily say, oh, I wonder what life would be like over there. But everything I've done has got me to here. So I've just got to say right. that those are the decisions I was supposed to make. So, And I think a lot of that ties in with um a lot of other things and i don't want to <laughs> like the last episode i feel like i want to say something but it may trigger another episode where i come back <laughs> but it can <laughs> absolutely we well, talk to me after i'm gonna remember i'm gonna write this down but uh, i was gonna say i want to I, say i've written that down <laughs> <laughs> i think it all ties into the whole at times especially when times are really challenging for us humans, we, we don't like to just face the reality that yeah, right now just sucks. 
you know, you could be going through something and it just sucks. Yeah. And it happens to all of us. And one of our first inclinations is to say, man, if I could just go back and change this, if I could just go back and change X, Y would never happen. And that's simply not true. And, and when you get caught up in that line of thinking, you're actually just not living in the present. You just, and, and like I said, I think that's what happens is we just love to romanticize notions. And I know I'm not saying don't dream, don't imagine, because hell, let's be honest. A lot of what I do creatively is all about dreaming and imagining. And that's what every, any creative does. You dream and imagine. But when you get to the point to, you know, we're talking about your life and your, you know, time, you know, time travel, when you start just getting fixated on if things, if only this had to happen in the past, the present would be better. That's where I draw the line. I think that's where you're starting to have a problem because you need to really just, just focus on the present. And remember all that stuff happens for a reason. Yeah. It would be great to think, wow, if I hadn't have done this and we all make stupid mistakes, if I hadn't made this stupid mistake, this other thing I'm dealing with wouldn't have happened. Well, that's true. Although that may be true, just don't get so fixated on it. And I think that's what happens when people get fixated on traveling to the past is they think, oh, if I could just, if I could just travel to the past, I could fix all the problems that I have in the world has. No, you're because just new problems, you, you just, just have new ones. problems. Exactly. Yeah. And even you shifting the timeline would actually create new ones. And again, I hearken back to Barry Allen and the flash. He learns yeah, this yeah. <laughs> over and over again, regardless of how many times he tries, he realizes every time I go back to fix one thing, I break something else. And that's true. Even though, like I said, at the top of all this traveling to the past is impossible. But yeah, <laughs> just a, a few things of what you said. One is, oh, and I've already forgotten one thing. Oh, sorry. No. Yeah. So going back and saying to yourself, oh, I'll, I'll go back and change this. And I'd have better life. Aren't we then saying we've got, you'd have no free will then, right? Because you've gone back to tell yourself, no, at this point, you've got to do this. So you're not, you've got no free will technically, even though you, in your originally, you've, you've made the decision. So you know what it is, the person that you're going back to tell. Oh my gosh, you just blew my mind. You're an infinite puppet to your own future. Yeah. You're not giving yourself <laughs> any free will. So your 16 year old self, you're telling you must do this. So. Right. You're predetermining. So, and then each one of those selves of you would come back because you're inevitably going to make another mistake, especially as a teenager. So you go back and you fix that mistake. Hey, um, what's one? What's one that people love to say? Um, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, I would love to go back and tell myself, "Don't be so hard on myself." Okay, thanks, me. And you know how well teenagers listen so yeah now because i came back and told myself not to be so hard on myself i'm never going to be hard on myself again <laughs> yeah right so okay yeah great but then what about the next mistake because you are going to make another mistake so future you is going to go back again because that social media post is inevitably going to happen again right through the timeline, if I could go back and tell myself, you know, what to do differently. Well, I've already told myself not to be so hard on myself. Okay. With future me, you keep coming back and telling me what <laughs> to tell you. Will you stop <laughs> lecturing me? <laughs> <laughs> so the next me is going to come back and say, hey, don't date Barbara. 
Okay, so I go back and say, don't date Barbara because it leads to this disaster. Okay, thanks, future me. All right, so I didn't do that. And yeah, again, and you just, you're, you're a perpetual puppet to future you. And like you said, you're going to end up hating yourself from the future, which leads to new problems because not only did you already have low self-esteem, now you actually hate yourself because you keep visiting yourself from the future. Oh my gosh, both past you and future you need therapy. So yes, if you need future future you to go back to tell future you not to go back to past you. To, to past you. Stop talking to, stop to past you. <laughs> stop trolling past you. But then you can't because just like we've seen him back to the future, I'm loving this, just like we've seen him back to the future, current you has already gone to past you to tell past you to not do that. So that is already in the loop now. So how can you stop that from happening? You'd have to stop your current self from doing that. So you'd have to come from the future. But then you've already gone back to tell... Oh, my, my mind is See, my mind's blown now. You this know what the sad... Messy. The only sad way would be to break that loop. And I don't even want to say it. Yeah, no, I think I know what you're going to say. But... <laughs> so I won't say it because I don't want to put that... <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to put that energy on your podcast. Because there's no, only one way to break that loop. <laughs> but that no, but that perfectly encapsulates what you were saying earlier about it, these moments and would always be in a time. So yeah, how would how would you? Because like we've seen, yeah, in, in, again, let's use Back to the Future. In the second one, he goes back into the first film. So it's not that that version of him hasn't gone back. So we're just going to end up with like six versions of me going back, telling past me. And like I said, past me is going to get pretty peed, peed off really quickly. At, oh, here at you are again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'd be like, who are you to tell me what to do? Because you've obviously made the wrong decision. So why should I trust you? <laughs> Wasn't that in a, that was in a movie before, too? I swear I've heard that exact same line. Really? I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. Who are you to tell me? Because you've already made the mistake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and on the whole past and, and future thing, again, is it that maybe, and this is slightly digressing, but maybe we just, not not that we don't have imagination of the future, but because we don't know what the future is, we find that boring because we've got a whole wealth of known past. If history is the word I'm, I'm, I'm I don't, I don't know if we find it boring. Actually, I, I think we, we may fear it or oftentimes we as humans, we have what I would say is the ultimate FOMO, the ultimate fear of missing out we would love to see what comes next. Yeah, yeah. Especially oh, okay. if you're, I'm sorry, especially if you're a parent. And I, I think about this constantly. I would love to see what would my 30-year-old child look like? What, what's my 50-year-old child going to look like? You know, I'm going to be long gone by this time. By the time my youngest reaches 50 years of age, I'm going to be long gone. But I would love to see, you know, what kind of man is he? What kind of dad has he been? What kind of husband, if he gets married, you know, or whatever, what, what kind, and we would love to see that. And it's just, just the romantic notion of it all. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I see that. Cause what I was going to say was maybe, is it a point of time as in 20 years ago, if we'd have said, I'll oh, look to the future, we could fantasize a bit more about it, but and again, without going into it, the way, you know, the world has gone in the last few years it, with, with politics, etc. Maybe people just don't want to know what 
the next 20 years looks like maybe <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know i don't know but yeah and keep saying time every time i say time I'm, I'm i'm chuckling to myself in this episode but i'm just looking at the time looking at the time <laughs> well, yeah where did that 50 minutes go there are other paradoxes i've seen I, I won't necessarily go into them but this is what i'm trying to say what i love about the fact that for something that is theoretical has got so many rules and constraints so you've got a bootstrap paradox oh this is where it says that yeah where something information going back in time results in an infinite loop so maybe this is what we're saying and someone says it's almost like um the example i saw is that george lucas goes back and gives himself the star wars script which he then turns into a film but the script was already existing in the future so there's no actual start point for that because the script comes back he makes a film the film's made which is then creates a script which then goes back and it's is creating that oh that, yeah that's that, loop. That, that one's a little stupid that's stupidity <laughs> i'm just gonna call it as it is <laughs> yeah there's something called a predestination paradox i know this one yeah Go ahead. Yeah, where the actions of a person traveling back in time become part of the past events and may ultimately cause the event in which he's trying to prevent to take place. So, And that's the Flash. That's what Barry Allen is up against repeatedly, regardless of which timeline he goes into. Ultimately, he's predestined to have certain events occur. Yeah, it's so just was- how those events, I'm sorry, it's just how those events occur are the only things that change. Yeah, so so the example they give here is say someone you know dies in an accident, you travel back in time to save them from the fate, only to find out on your way to the accident, you are the one who causes the accident. So therefore, your attempt to change the past has resulted in the predestination paradox. And and there's a, I think it was, I'm going to say it was Dean Koontz that wrote a book about this, in which the same thing happened the person realized they caused a tragic event so they kept trying to remove themselves from the event itself and ultimately what it turned out that it creates time as an entity in and of itself so time in and of itself is always trying to create cre- <laughs> correct the event yes so yeah. it would place someone else in your place so then you're going back trying to prevent that person and then time tries to recorrect your recreate correction it's a lot it's a lot i'm sorry and i'm stumbling over it but yeah there's there's been stories about that that uh paradox there's two more i found you've got the grandfather paradox which is yeah where if you killed your grandfather you would never have been born and not been able to travel back in time therefore to do that so I, th- I think that's another well well used one but there was one i've not heard of before which is called the polchinski's paradox and this is an american theoretical physicist joseph polchinski proposed a paradox scenario in which a billiard ball enters a wormhole and emerges out the other end in the past just in time to collide with its younger version to stop it going into the wormhole in the first place hmm that kind of ties into the previous paradox, though. Yeah, it kind of does. So I, I just think they're all kind of wanting to create a paradox because you get your name added to the paradox. So maybe we just need the yeah, other. That's paradox. what it is. <laughs> we need to create a paradox and we can have our names on it. You know, I, I, I wonder, too, about this whole fascination with wormholes and time because 
I thought wormholes, the theory of wormholes, was more talking about distance. So, for example, traveling across the universe is, and again, I'm almost retouching on that subject that I said I don't want to say because it would create a new episode. But traveling across the universe in any kind of a um, intergalactic fashion is almost next to impossible because you start putting in things like universal expansion, which is constantly happening. So traveling light years from one in one end to the universe is next to impossible. Unless of course you have a wormhole because it's basically a cut across distances. It's a shortcut. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know why, and you know, I again, I we forgot to do this the uh, disclaimer at the beginning, didn't we? I'm not a physicist. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I take anything I'm saying as science, not that you would anyway. <laughs> but this is just me going off of what I've read and seen and you know understood. But um, I don't, I don't remember when wormholes also became conduits of time travel. I've just always known wormholes to be basically holes in the universe, which could circumvent the problem of traveling from one point to the next. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to have time to go into it, but I've just quickly looked at it. And time, yeah, said that. The worm, <laughs> yeah, every time we say time, right, yeah. the, the wormhole theory postulates that a theoretical passage through space time could create shortcuts for long journeys across the universe. Right. That's well, what I've always understood yeah, it yeah. as. Yeah. So how is it that uh, wow. now we're saying wormholes are for time travel? See, this is what I'm saying, just like with Einstein's theory. People just, they build on these things and say, yeah, and you could use it for blank, even though the person who originally started the theory, <laughs> that's not what they were talking about. <laughs> and you know what, something's just, something's just hit me, what you said earlier about when you're watching a program, and as much as you love it, like we said, Back to the Future, you're watching it and saying, oh, this wouldn't happen or that's not right. I watched this week and it's totally coincidental. I didn't watch it for this, the 2023 version of Quantum Leap. Right, right. Because I love the original series and kind of that's time travel, isn't it, of, of a sort. And um, watching that and it's like we're sitting there, me and my wife are saying, but they are literally just constantly changing history. That's right. that's what that program is about. But we're, we're not seeing any <laughs> ramifications. Like one of them, they, they changed a massive event. Mm-hmm. And it's like, surely, yeah, there's going to be ripples. So it's like that that program has no, um, and, and looking back at it in time, I mean, I was a kid. Well, I was a kid. I was uh, I was a lot younger when the original went. Yeah, they've got no qualms in, in changing history. So that is a program that is proud to wear. It's, you know, we don't follow the rules badge on its sleeve. And what's the, uh, what's the Marvel, the Marvel program? Um, oh my gosh. I'm, my son's going to kill me because we used to watch it all the time and over time. There's that word again, time. Uh, one of the new shows. Yeah. Um, is it Loki? No. Well, Loki's another one, but uh, that had time, time, that had time travel. it has the word time in it. I can't. Now, look, I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize in advance only because I just listened to another podcast that talked about this movie. Do you remember the movie Time Bandits? Yeah, John Cleese film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it for years. Though. So that keeps popping in my head, but that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm thinking of. Anyway, 
the show I'm thinking of, they dealt with the same problem um, where they would do something and they're like, no, we got to go back and fix this so we don't disrupt the timeline. But even when you're trying to go back and fix what you've possibly broken, you've already broken it again in your action of fixing it. No matter how many times you try to quote unquote fixing it, you know, try to fix it, you've still, you're still breaking it. And again, see, we, look how much time, again, look how much time we've spent on why traveling to the past is illogical, but we spend a lot of time talking about it. <laughs> yeah. And all this time, we've just moved an hour into the future, but by talking about the past a lot. So I don't know. I right. don't know. It's, um, I mean, the thing, the thing I love about time travel, though, is the conversations that you can have about it, the films that you get. Each film's got its own rules. I love the fact, like I keep saying, I love the fact that for something that allegedly doesn't exist, there are so many rules and paradoxes and, and warnings in place. I, I think it's fantastic that you can have such a great conversation around it and everyone's got their own views on it. True, true. And everyone loves to cast those views, don't they? Oh, there you go. Oh, thank you. Look at that advertising. Okay. Would there be somewhere you'd go back in time to to see if you could be a time tourist? <sighs> yeah. Um this one, and I think this may be true for most people, it would change over and over again. Each, each, each time you ask me, <laughs> it would be different. It would be a different time period every time. Um, I, you know, I, I love the arts. I would love to see, you know, I would love to travel back to like the time of the Renaissance. I would love to travel back to when, or, you know, travel back to when, Beethoven was composing those symphonies because, you know, it's fascinating to know that when he was doing those, people shunned him. They were like, did you know that there were people telling him those are way too many notes <laughs> in music? And there were, quote unquote, scientists saying that the human ear cannot hear that much music. I would have I would love to travel back to that time and just listen to these guys tell him your music's horrible because there's too much music in your music. <laughs> that just fascinates me. <laughs> well, it's like, wasn't it, wasn't it Van Gogh who didn't sell a painting in his lifetime, but now he's one of the most celebrated you most, know, artists. Most of those artists from those time periods, you know, we think about the classics, most of them weren't successful quote unquote, by today's standards, yeah, they didn't yeah. sell anything. They, they died poor. They barely ate, you know, they were the, the consummate starving artists. So but, I was just thinking, uh, sorry, no, cause my mind's just been blown here. So I was thinking, would you go back to bring them to the future so they could see what they've done? But then by doing that, would you take away their motivation or, or would it increase the motivation? <laughs> exactly. It would take away. Well, I'm going to make a lot of, but, or, oh, you're right. Maybe it would increase their motivation because they'd be like, oh, I'm going to make a killing in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Or actually what I think they would say, how about you just leave me here? Because here I'm successful. Yeah. Or would they say, well, what's the point if I'm not going to make a, a dime off it? What's the point of me doing it? <laughs> if I'm not going to make a dime before I die. 
How about you take me here alive to the future where I am successful and living a life of lavish luxury so I can... No, but by doing that, they wouldn't have been around to paint those pictures. Exactly. And we're back to square one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great metaphor to to end this with. I was going to say, I'd probably go back to the beginning of this pod because I I don't think I got the intro right. So I probably would have gone back to redo the (laughs) intro. Exactly. I I think that is the perfect place. Look, Leo, I've really enjoyed this. This was fun, yes. Yeah, ho- hopefully you've enjoyed listening. If you've got any theories on that, yeah, please do uh, contact uh, Casting Views on, on social media because I'd love to hear your views on it. Leo, you mentioned, obviously, uh, volunteering input on hiatus, but I know you, you do have a lot going on and you you kind of like shouted out your YouTube and your music before, but do you just want to let people know where they can hear your work? Well, you can go to, as always, voluntary input is still around and there there's a possibility it may come back like i like i keep saying no one knows what the future holds even though you think you might be a time traveler no one knows what the future holds but in the meantime you can go back and listen to if you've never heard of the show or if you'd like to revisit some episodes you can always go to uh, voluntaryinput.com all the past episodes are there and you can also go to the uh, youtube channel and whatnot um also yeah i you know, I've always made music. It, it, even before podcasting, I was into music. And then I finally released some new music through an old brand. And it's called Profound Simplicity. You can find that at, you know, I'm always encouraging people to go to YouTube. Just go to youtube.com forward slash at Profound Simplicity. And that music is also available everywhere you buy music. I'll just put it that way. Apple Music, Spotify, whatever and you can find my personal musings as usual at leojallenjr.com i haven't written in a while but i need to i know that i've been lazy and slacking and i've also been working on uh narrating a an audiobook by a wonderful artist and the book is called breaking point she said yes you can go ahead and start talking about it it should be released soon i've got a few more recordings to do. It's a oh, romantic okay. novel. I'm a firefighter in the novel, uh, which my I wife finds. <laughs> <laughs> she finds funny, but yeah, uh, it's a wonderful book. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I've been working on. That's what I've been doing. And I think that's about it. Why oh, so busy? Why oh, so busy? I will put all the links in the show description as well. So if you look out for that. But you know what, also, I do want to say while I've got you on the show, so at time of recording, the episode that goes out tomorrow is going to be like my two-year podiversary. And in that, I do shout out and say thanks to people that have helped along the way. And I should do it more often. And with you, I've sort of shout out for you because when, you know, when you're in our group and, and that there was a lot of support, there was a lot of messages going on, you coming on the show, I really appreciate that. So, yeah, I just want to say thank you to yourself. Well, preemptive congratulations. This is me from the past thanking you in the future. Congratulations on two years. <laughs> so thank you. And yet find all the links for that Leo's mentioned in the show notes. For me, as I said, I don't need to tell you where you can find my podcast because you're listening to me. So hopefully that's, that's the easy bit. But you can get hold of me on social media just at Casting Views. Just search out on anything. I, I've, Leo, I've stopped saying now on 
this one or that one because every week there's a new social media platform that you've got to subscribe they're to. just popping up everywhere yeah, yeah left and so right. social media look for <laughs> casting views if you want to drop me an email it's castingviewspod at gmail.com and i will see you on the next episode If I want your opinion, I will give it to you. Come on, take what we've got, cause you need it. Don't make us get a spark and force